You guys, my husband and I love, love, love the MyPillow mattress. We have had it now for over a year. And you also could get the best sleep ever with the MyPillow two-sided encased coil quilted mattress. You can get it delivered by UPS right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. The MyPillow mattress has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and free shipping. Use the promo code HEIDI to receive the best discount ever. Go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and enter the promo code HEIDI. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. It's a great day to be listening to the podcast because today you are going to learn about a new patriotic non-woke alternative to Amazon and some of the other shopping giants and learn how you can put your money where your values are. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I'm glad you guys have joined me here at the intersection of faith and culture. Before I get started with my guest, who I'm thrilled to introduce you guys in just a minute, I'm going to give you some bad news because my guest is going to be today's good news. So the bad news, number one, uh, you can't add American Girl doll. Take it off your shopping holiday list. Uh, These guys have decided to peddle transgenderism now to your little girls. So they're going to tell your little girl that maybe she could possibly be a boy. This is garbage. It's insulting. Uh, it's demonic, quite frankly, and uh, I'm. it makes me sad because you guys know I have five daughters and my older three loved their American Girl dolls, but this is not a company to buy from anymore. Stay far, far away from American Girl doll, all right? Uh, next bad news for you is the American-hating pothead WNBA star Brittany Griner. You guys have been hearing me talk about her for a while. She has been swapped for a prisoner in a prisoner exchange to let Victor Bout, who is also known as the Vic, the uh, merchant of death, off the hook and back to Russia. So you can just give this credit, another credit where credit is due. You guys know I like to do that here at the show to the Biden administration, the most corrupt administration in the history of our nation, who have just now released the American hating uh Brittany Griner, honestly, you guys, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. This woman went over to Russia. She took marijuana over there, which is against their rules, right? And then she was shocked and amazed when they arrested her and put her in prison and sent her to a work camp. But now, you know, we feel sorry for her. Remember, this is the woman that lives with her wife and hates the country and kneels for all the wrong things. And now the Biden administration has asked for her to come home because we feel sad that she went over there and broke the rules. And so we have let Victor Bout out of prison. Remember, this is the notorious Russian gun dealer. And they call this guy the merchant of death. This guy is 55 years old, a former Soviet military officer, a translator. He was serving, wait for it, a 25-year prison sentence for conspiring to kill Americans and acquiring export anti-aircraft missiles and providing material support to the terrorist organization. He claimed he was innocent, but the Kremlin, of course, said, no, he wasn't. He's our guy. So we have sent the merchant of death home, and we've gotten the amazing patriot, Brittany Griner, back on our land, uh, on our soil in exchange. These are really troubling times for the United States, and largely because we have a terrible leadership here in our country. Way to go, Biden. Also, one more piece of bad news, because I want to make you guys really sad before I bring you the good news today. Raphael Warnock, you guys know, defeated Herschel Herschel Walker in the state of Georgia. I just listened to an interview with him right before the show today, where he said he thinks that Jesus would support abortion. This is the guy who was elected to the Senate in Georgia uh, frustrating. I'm I'm so frustrated I can hardly stand it, which is why I'm more excited than ever to have some good news for you here on this Friday. Today, I'm delighted to welcome CEO and founder of Public Square, 
Michael Seifert, if you guys are tired of corporations infringing on your rights because of your vaccine status or because of your political views, we talk about this all the time here at the show. This is an awesome, awesome alternative. Michael Seifert, welcome to the podcast. Heidi, thanks so much for having me. Well, this is an honor for me because I only just recently heard about you and I I, I think I sunk right into my mattress and spent two and a half hours on the app just trying to figure it out. Like, where can I spend my money that's not, you know, that doesn't rhyme with Amazon? And you guys are, you're going to give these people a run for their money. So tell everybody, because it's almost Christmas, right? We're coming up. This is a great time. This is why I was like, fast track this guy because get him on the show because I want people to start using this app in the holiday season and start moving away from Amazon. And in full disclosure, you guys, you know, Michael and I were just talking about this before the show. Uh, I think we're all addicted to Amazon. We're addicted to the convenience. We're addicted to it. This is not a company that supports American values. We need to start putting our money where our values are. Tell us how you came up with this idea because it's genius. Well, thank you. And I, I am delighted to be able to share some good news because everything that you discussed on the front end of the episode, you're right in the fact that our country is headed in a very negative direction. And these recent stories are examples of that. Biden exchanging uh, an arms dealer for Brittany Griner, it's, it's only compounded and made worse by the fact that there's a Marine that we left in Russia. Paul Whelan is still there. So instead of trading for an American Marine that we can get back onto our, solo, or our, our soil, we instead choose a WNBA pothead who is breaking the rules knowingly. And so it is. It's a tragic time in our country, but... I have been more filled with hope than ever before recently as I've been able to witness what this platform, the movement that I'm lucky and honored enough to be a part of, is doing in the lives of tens of millions of Americans around the country. This parallel economy really does exist, and it's just getting started. And so thank you for asking. We started Public Square, which is the nation's largest directory of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses that the country has ever seen. And we're actually quickly approaching the being larger than the entire United States Chamber of Commerce. So we've Hello. made incredible progress. Yeah, it's, it's really been a phenomenal journey. We started in COVID. I had this idea in January of 2021 because I was very tired of the world of woke corporatism robbing Americans of what makes this country so special. They have trampled on the values that has made this country special. And in the COVID season, many businesses came out and said, hey, we're essential. Your small business isn't. Oh, and by the way, we're going to infringe upon your rights only in order to be able to come into our store to work for us. You have to be able to show a vaccine, wear this mask, etc. We had it. I was done. And so I had this dream for what if we could actually create a platform where we could help people connect in their local area with the businesses that shared their values. Because if you want to know how decisions are made, look at where the money's coming from and where it's going, right? So often that's the inspiration for the decisions in society. So what if we could actually use the money and use consumers' wallets to shift the power structures of society back toward we the people? How much could change about our, uh, about our culture? We had this list, my wife and I did on a piece of paper, of all the businesses in our local region that we knew supported us. We knew the values of the owner. We knew that they vouched for us when it mattered the most, and therefore they deserved our hard-earned dollars. And so we thought, well, we could give everyone their list. We could create this digital platform, allow for consumers to connect with the businesses that share those same America First values, those freedom-loving values. And in the process, what if those consumers could connect with each other at the same time? And so that was January of 2021. Today, almost two years later, uh, we are live in all 50 states. We have 40,000 businesses on the platform. We have hundreds of thousands of consumers that are enjoying all the services, and we've had millions of consumer hits. It's really been a fantastic journey thus far, and we're just getting started. Well, and you guys are not 
hiding who you are. Something else I really appreciate. If these woke companies can come out and say, hey, we believe that men can be women and women can be men. And hey, don't come in here if you voted for Donald Trump. I remember very well when Penzi's Spices when that dude who I've bought pensies for years because I, you know, I love to I love to cook. I'm in the kitchen a lot with seven kids, as you can imagine. And Penzi's Spices CEO came out and said, if you voted for Trump, we don't want your business. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, what is happening to this country? So frustrated. And then to see someone else come along and uh, and say, wait, there's an alternative. I think people have been waiting for this for a very long time, just not knowing exactly how to do it. And one thing I loved, and this is what I shared on my Instagram page, the reason that I like what you're doing so much, because there are lots of people out there who are trying what you're doing, but the reason I was so attracted to it is because you, right at the very front, when you sign up to join, people, when they join, they know exactly what they're getting. You're like, we love the country. We stand for the Constitution. We stand for the Second Amendment. I was like, holla. You know, Heidi's over here with her concealed weapons permit going, that's right, that's right. And I'm reading what you're saying, and I'm thinking, these guys need our support. And it's very easy to support you because we all have to go shopping, right? We're all, we there, there are goods and supplies that we're trading on the marketplace uh, right now that are actually helping undermine the country. And that is what is so dam- damaging. And I think that's what you guys are answering. So walk the listener through how, first of all, how they find you, because you guys are an app. I mean, that's primarily what you're doing, right? And then what can they expect to find in this experience once they get there? Great question. So you can head to publicsq.com. That's a great place to get started because then you can either join from the website right there, or like you mentioned, you can click the links to the App Store or to Google Play. So we're available whether you want to use us on a desktop, whether you want to download the app on iOS or head to Android. So it's pretty simple. It's free for both user and business. So when you're joining as a consumer, totally free. We're going to tell you our values at the forefront. We're unashamed of what we believe about how the economy should be structured. We believe that American businesses should stand for American interests and the Constitution and the values the Constitution protects. You're, you're aware of that from the very first interaction. You create an account and you join. A lot of people ask, why do I have to create an account to join? Uh, fair question. We do that just to protect the privacy of the businesses. There are 40,000 businesses that uh, are joining this platform and they want to know that they're really appealing to that like-minded community. And so we try to uh, uh, have an account process, even though it's a very short one uh, where you don't give us a ton of information solely that we can weed out some of the bots that just want to come in and troll the experience uh, from the left. So that's, that's the first interaction as a consumer. Once you join, you're immediately exposed to thousands of businesses in a shop online feature. So you can sort through different categories and subcategories. So if you're looking for clothing, a new bank, insurance provider, a new plumber, I mean, there's a lot that you can do uh, from the very first interaction. There's also shop local. So if you're wanting more of those local options, a local coffee shop, a dry cleaner, you can search there as well. And then finally, you can actually join groups. So If you're a consumer and you want to connect with other businesses and other consumers in more of a social environment, you can actually join the Made in the USA group or Front Yard Farms, where you have consumers talking about how to grow plants in their own front yards and be self-sustaining. It's really a phenomenal commerce-centered experience, but it doesn't leave behind social and the environment there because the deeper hunger here is that we all want to feel like we're not alone. We want to know we're not crazy because we're not. There are tens of millions of us just here in the United States alone. I would even suffice to say probably 100 million plus as we've the market that share these values. And so you're not alone. The majority is us. We love our country. We love our freedoms. And we want to make sure that that's present in every single transaction, that there are purpose, 
behind your purchases. And then if you're a business, you can also add your business. There are a few different tabs to do that throughout the experience. You can do that from the very first interaction at publicsq.com. You'll be able to add your business in less than 10 minutes with all the bells and whistles of your profile, adding pictures and things like this. You submit it, it goes to our team for review, and up it goes. Once that business is live, you're available to be seen by all these consumers that have your best interests in mind and want to drive farther or spend more solely to prioritize these businesses. What we ask the businesses to do as well, it's also free to join, we ask if you're comfortable, give a discount. Because one thing that helps grow this movement even stronger is when a consumer can receive incentive financially for shopping their values as well. So what's very cool is that there's a coffee shop right across the street from my office here. And what's so neat about it is when I walk in, if I show my public square app, I get a free cup of coffee with every purchase. It's neat. That's how we change this culture. We move the money back toward we the people. And if you're a business or a consumer, it's free to join very fast. We'd love if, it, if you join the experience. And we think you'll find that it starts with a cup of coffee. It starts with a new clothing item. What you'll find is that as you explore, you're able to actually move the majority of your life's purchases toward companies that share your values. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Dude, it's awesome. And I was noticing that in your groups, because I, you know, I'm surfing your website trying to figure it out like a lot of people right now, that you even have you have a homeschool group on mm -hmm. there. So people that listen to this show, we're coming up on 17 million downloads. We're excited to see that grow. And I think what it says is that people are interested in hearing the truth. They're interested in the conservative point of view. They're interested in alternatives to the broken, woke public school education system. And what you're doing is you're saying, hey, there are alternatives. You guys don't have to feel stuck because so many people feel stuck. And that's to say nothing of the fact that most of the stuff that's on Amazon is coming from China. And people, China doesn't like the United States, in case anybody's wondering. I want to read your uh, We Believe statement because this is really what, uh, this is what made me want to join so the very first thing that you guys are going to see when you join Public Square, it says, we believe the United States of America is a free country and a net positive to the world. So basically, you're not apologizing for being an American, which I super appreciate. Two, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are essential and must be upheld. Holla. Three, government isn't the source of our rights, so they can't take them away. Boy, we learned some tough lessons in the Rona. Right. That the fact that a virus with a 99.9% survival rate could be used by our government to shackle us, to take away our rights, to cripple our businesses. Uh, it was a nightmare that I hope to never live through again. Uh, for the sanctity of life and the family unit must be protected, including the unborn. Dude, Michael, how gutsy was this? <laughs> You're going to get up there like in a world that is literally uh, on fire over the de of abortion debate right now and just boldly proclaim that you stand for life. I love that. Five people should be seen for their character, not their skin color. And uh, I love that their gender or their ethnicity. Yes, finally, uh, Martin Luther King would be standing up and applauding for that. Medical mandates are an infringement on individual rights. Come on. And businesses should be free to thrive with minimal government regulation. We are dying from over-government regulation, the government intrusion into every aspect of our lives. What kinds of things are you hearing uh, in response? Because I've seen you now on Fox News. I've seen you with uh, several friends that uh, the mutual friends that we have on various podcasts and things like that. What is the response that you're getting? Because I would imagine you get yourself on Tucker Carlson and it's a little bit like getting on Oprah. Yeah, it, it's been a whirlwind. We were on Tucker last Thursday. And uh, so it's been about a week now. And the response has been overwhelming. 
He basically okay. doubled our audience overnight. And um, I have, I have uh, not enough good words to say. I have more than enough, I should say. Uh, not enough uh, time in this podcast to fully encapsulate how much I value that man and his voice. And so the fact that we get that invite and that his, uh, his team found what we're doing favorable and he wanted to talk more about it was phenomenal. And, and uh, I'm excited for more opportunities like that because I think uh, the, the, the story we're trying to tell is something that can give Americans a lot of hope. And so it's nice. And I appreciate that these different newscasters are having it on as a hopeful reminder that we're not alone, inspiring people to action, especially after the midterms. I think a lot of people over the past few weeks have been looking desperately for solutions of how they can vote, not just at the ballot box, because many of us were disappointed at some of the results that we saw on that fateful Tuesday night. But the reality is Wednesday morning, we can wake up and still keep voting. We can vote with our dollars. We can vote with our time, our resources, where we put our attention and so that's been the response the last month. People have felt hopeful as they've seen us on these different and um, these different outlets. They have felt a real sense of belonging that they're not alone, that there is an answer, and that the answer only gets built and truly sustained if it's all of us. I've said this from the beginning. There's nothing special about me. There's our team is amazing, but we're just normal people. We're just people that were hungry enough for change that we decided to do something about it. I'm 27, not that old. I'm not super experienced. We just have, are so passionate about saving this country. My wife and I just had our first child six weeks ago. And for us... Oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, this, this journey has become so micro now. Like what was macro become very personal. And so for us, the next generation's on the line. And so when, when I can hear people uh, oftentimes with tears in their eyes even share that, hey, I went to a coffee shop today and I found out the owner was Christian and that's my worldview too. And we had a beautiful conversation about God and the barista prayed for me. It's like, okay, if that's all we ever did, this whole journey was worth it. When we hear people like I heard recently that said, you know what? I got fired from my job because I refused to get an experimental jab into my arm. Yep. Yep. I got fired 10 years in healthcare. They trusted me with my patient's health, but they wouldn't trust me with my health. And now I'm gone. But I go to the app and I find a business. I found a clinic that's on the public square experience that values my individual liberties and I got hired. Those stories are the most rewarding thing we could ever dream of hearing. And it gives me real hope for the future. We also get a lot of pushback. We get our hate. We get people that are angry about what we're doing because we are unapologetically taking a stance for the things that we believe. But what's funny is they're also doing that. They are too. It, exactly. they're, they're doing it too. It's just that when the right does it or when conservative or heaven forbid a Christian does it, boy, howdy, you know, now you're a white nationalist supremacist who needs yeah. to be silenced. The hypocrisy and the cognitive dissidence is astonishing. Yep, it is. And it's interesting. This week, there was a good example. In Richmond, Virginia, there was a cafe that would not allow for a group of Christian conservatives to come and eat there. Uh, they thought that they were hateful, bigoted. The employees, the LGBTQ+, the Alphabet Mafia, the employees there said they didn't feel safe or comfortable with these conservative Christians in their restaurant. And so they basically protested the owner to say, hey, do not let these people come in. And so they do this every single day. They bar us from establishments. They cancel our bank accounts. They rob us of individual liberties. What we're actually saying is the anecdotal message, which is or, um, the anecdote to the chaos, which is, uh, if no matter what you believe, you're welcome at these establishments. Those values that you just saw, uh, consumers should recognize that those are the values that have undergirded our U.S. Constitution. 
Like that statement about not judging people or employees by their skin color, gender, or ethnicity, that was Martin Luther King Jr. That wasn't us. We didn't make that up. And okay. so I think the big thing we're trying to bring this back to is like, guys, these are these are antiquated traditional truths that have made the Western world the most prospering region the world has ever seen. And I think for us to forget these would be the kiss of death for our society and everything that we hold dear. When I say, when we say right there from the beginning of the experience that we are protecting the sanctity of human life, what we are saying is that we're making sure that these rights that we hold so dear to our hearts are available to every single American in the public square, born or unborn. If you believe that life is valuable, then you should believe that they're afforded all the rights that we were endowed by our creator and protected by this great constitution. So my point is, we're not doing anything that is hugely out of left field or different even in nature. Like these, these seven values that are principles of our experience, we didn't make them up. We literally just took them from the constitution, put them on this site and said, you know what, we're going to go back to the basics here. And we're going to make sure that every consumer knows that their rights are protected, that these businesses will stand with you because they stand with the values that have made this nation special. And we think that that's the winning message moving forward. And we hope and pray that uh, more people will see, even if they're not conservatives right out the bat, they'll see, hey, I, I've never really considered myself super political or even conservative, but I'm seeing what the left's doing and I don't want that. So you know what? I'm going to give this thing a try. We talked for just a minute a few minutes ago about voting with your wallet. You know, you were saying, hey, people can vote with their wallet and you, like I, very disappointed in the midterm elections. I heard a lot of talk about voter fraud. You know, the Republicans especially were whining and complaining. And I've been telling people we have got to stop whining and complaining about voter fraud and start looking around to what the actual problem is. We had a terrible turnout for conservatives in the midterm elections. People were not excited about it. It turns out that Joe Biden's ruining and crippling of the economy, the mask mandates, the vaccine mandates for our military, the, the pushing of transgenderism and a woke ideology into our public schools and universities wasn't enough to motivate the right and to motivate the conservative base to get out and vote. I think we got to start talking about what's actually going on. It's not fraud. We have been, I'm not saying there's no fraud. I'm saying, I don't think that the problem is fraud. I think that the problem is that for uh, decades in this country, we've been cranking out of our public high schools and our public universities by the hundreds of thousands every single year, kids who hate this country and don't believe that it's an exceptional country and don't believe in the founding fathers and the principles that have made this nation the greatest nation on the face of the earth, what say you? Well, and here's the harsh reality. A lot of the same people that are complaining currently are the same people still shopping with all the big corporate woke giants. They're the same people that will raise their kids conservative until they turn 18 and then ship them off to liberal arts colleges to get a lesbian dance theory degree and be shocked when they right. come back with blue hair. It's like, guys, if, if we want to be consistent, we can't just be thinking that the only arena we make changes is when we show up at the ballot box. And then if we lose there, we think, well, gosh, I guess this country's done. It's like, what if actually the answer is a lot more than just one day of voting? What if the answer is actually that you need to shift your lifestyle? You need to embrace a little bit of inconvenience so that we can actually move the needle in culture. Here's another harsh reality. The demographics came back from the midterm elections. And here's what we learned. Married men voted for Republicans. Married women voted for Republicans. Unmarried men voted for Republicans. Unmarried women broke for Democrats by 37 points. Here's the takeaway. Uh, the United States midterm elections was won by 24-year-old college girls 
that are unmarried and were voting for the right to kill their own child. And I say right with air quotes around it because uh, it's not a right. That's who won the midterm elections. And here's the reality. That's a cultural issue. That's not a policy thing. Like that's deeper in the human heart. If that's really the driver for you to go and bombard the polls, there's something dark about your heart that unfortunately has been shaped by culture and these different exposure points within mass media. And so my message to people is like, you're not going to fix that just by voting it out. The way you got to fix that is you have to fight a cultural battle as well. We have to make sure that the institutions that guide our society have our values represented. Because right now, many of the demographics that are making the decisions for the United States are not hearing our point of view. And it's important that we actually start to infiltrate some of those environments. So what we've chosen to do is let's go after the economy. Let's make sure that you get rewarded if you celebrate truth instead of insanity. Because right now, many advertising agencies, multi-corporation, multinational corporations, these mega entities get rewarded for pandering to the hyper-progressive small faction of society. And it ends up really distorting the views of young people that are growing up in our consumer culture. And so for us, we believe that if we can bring back antiquated traditional values into the marketplace, we can move the money toward those things. All of a sudden, you're going to incentivize reason instead of insanity. And uh, that's how we have to fight. And that happens not just every two years. That happens every single day. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we've got an opportunity to make a statement. And you can actually make, I mean, Disney, Walt Disney's hurting right now, big time. Yep. Right. They're 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 trying to kind of go underground about it. But Target, how much were they were down in the last uh, in the last quarterly reporting? You know, go woke, go broke. Let's put some teeth to it and quit whining about it. I want to talk about uh, the comfort of shopping for just a minute with you, because before we started, you know, and at the at the top of the show, I said, I think a lot of people are shopping at Amazon. I would include myself in this. I know there's a lot of people listening to this who are just like, our lives are busy. You know, I go home and I go, oh, shoot, fire. I forgot to get a light bulb for the refrigerator. And the easiest thing for me to do is get on Amazon where they already have my credit card information and I can look up that light bulb and buy it. And I'll think, hey, I I won't do this next time. But the fact of the matter is, if we want to say a change, we're going to have to start doing things that make us uncomfortable, start making a shift. How, how do you, uh, get the American consumer, because that's who we're talking to. We're talking to conservative consumers right now. What is your message to the American conservative consumer about looking less to their comfort and more into preserving the greatest nation on the face of the earth? Well, first off, you have to recognize even what you just said, the importance of it. So this is really a battle of preservation. And if people don't inconvenience themselves, Like this is the end of what we have known and loved as the American experiment. There's actually a very interesting book um, and it's called The End of the World is Just the Beginning by a guy named Peter Zion. And it's essentially how the the age is changing. Globalism is sort of falling uh, and we're going to see a lot of changes take place over the next coming decades. And American consumers are going to have a choice. Are we going to prioritize businesses that share our interests? Or are we going to sort of bow to the whim of the World Economic Forum types that desire for global stakeholder classes to basically turn everyone into a renter's class? Uh, They want you to own nothing and believe that that'll be best for you. And they want you to be happy about it. I'm pretty sure that's what Klaus Schwab said. We've talked about this many times here at the show. These people do not have your best interests at heart. Hey, I went to, you'll love this, Michael. I went to uh, Panda Express the other day. I was, I don't know where I was with my daughter. It was her birthday and she loves Panda. So we went to Panda and I noticed that they're selling Beyond Orange Chicken. So I said to the guy, hey, 
what are you guys, what is this beyond orange chicken stuff? And he goes, well, you know, we're trying to save the planet and uh, it's climate change. And I said, okay, but what is that? What is beyond orange chicken? Could I try it? So he gives me a sample and it's kind of this weird mushy, it has the, like the crust of orange chicken. But you know what it was, dude? It was lima beans. Oh. I want everyone to know that. When you go to eat Beyond Orange Chicken at Panda Express, in the name of of climate change, this absurd, you know, quote unquote, uh, scientific problem that we're having in the in the uh, in the world right now, you're going to be eating mashed up lima beans. These guys want you to eat bugs, and that's the truth. And Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, these people are not made up in fairy tales; they're real, yeah. and we have an actual opportunity to move the needle by shifting the economy. Yeah, that's step one. You have to recognize that you actually have that weight and power to do that shifting away from the globalists and toward your local community, American national interests. That's what they fear the most. They fear you being an equipped, empowered consumer that will actually prioritize your value system greater than your convenience factor. Their hope and prayer and their bet is that we will continue to prioritize the bread and the circuses like at the fall of the Roman Empire. And in that apathy, we will miss out on what's happening right under our noses while they take over the world. Um, so for us, the answer to that question is step one, we have to recognize what's at stake. Step two is start somewhere. You know, I hear a lot of people share often. It's like, well, you know, we're never going to be able to change it because look, I've got an iPhone. It's like, it, you know, <laughs> they, they own everything. They own me. And it's like, here's the reality. You will never change the fact that this exists and that this is our only option unless you start somewhere. But what if you start with a cup of coffee? What if you start with a new pair of shoes from a company that doesn't hate you and isn't lecturing us about different social causes? What and if, isn't Balenciaga. And isn't Balenciaga. Yeah. What if you start with a non-pedophile clothing company? That'd be nice. Right. What if, That'd what be nice. You, what if you start with something? Because we've got them. We have 40,000 companies of all these different industries. We can help you. We'll start there. And even if it's not with us, even if you know another restaurant in your local community that the owner's a patriot and you know that it's you know not a Starbucks that's literally giving money to Planned Parenthood, uh, Come on. Let's, let's start there. And then what you'll find is that as I get a cup of coffee and as I buy a different food item this week and as I got a new jacket for my cousin for Christmas and as I, as I made these incremental changes, I'm going to start to realize that like, wow, it is possible to switch banks. We have a great bank on the app called Axos. We've brought lots of people there. The owner's a patriot. Big digital bank has all the bells and whistles. A-X-O-S bank. Uh, that has been an amazing partnership for Public Square because we're helping people understand that you can even switch your financial institution. And for so long, people have been like, oh, no, no, no. You know, Bank of America, Chase, they own everything. You can't get away. It's like, yeah, you can. You absolutely can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, now, yeah. Well, I got stories. Got... I could tell you about Bank of America. Run from the Bank of America for goodness Amen. sake. Amen. Amen. And yeah. so I think that's the big message. A, we have to recognize what's at stake. Otherwise, you're not going to inconvenience yourself at all. And you know what? Unfortunately, you'll be one of the apathetic as the Roman Empire crumbles. Uh, once you understand what's at stake, don't get overwhelmed by how much we have to chip away at. Instead, let's just start somewhere. And you'll find over time that while, you know what, I even still have an iPhone, and this is literally the message I preach all day, even I still have an iPhone. But most everything else in my life, I've moved toward my values. So my hope and prayer is that as we shift the economy back toward those values, you're going to have a phone company that stands up and says, you know what, there's a whole market here that these people have been silenced disenfranchised and marginalized. I am going to actually create a product that will rival the tech giants to serve them. 
but they're never going to do that unless we validate the market for them. So let's start somewhere, just like Amazon started with books. If we can start with something, eventually we can build an infrastructure and a larger community around this proven market. Yeah, I think people forget that Amazon started as a bookstore. I mean, they weren't they weren't the big giant that they are now. It took them time to get there. People started realizing, hey, this is good. You guys have a similar thing going on. I'm going to shift the conversation on a more personal note right now because I'm sort of fascinated. You're 27 years old and you've started this, this tech company, which I frankly think is going to be one of the most amazing things that we see in the United States. At least I hope it is in years to come. And I'm curious about how you grew up, sort of where you went to school. Uh, I don't often meet 27-year-old conservatives that want to come on the show and talk about how they can change the world. So tell us a little bit about Michael Seifert. Well, thank you, first off. That's kind. I have uh, a lot of blessings in my life, most of which are centered around my family. And so I, I feel very grateful for parents that raised me with the um, importance at the forefront of my mind of seeking truth. They actually didn't tell me what to think. They taught me how to think. And I feel mm. very grateful for that. Uh, I was taught to reason. I was taught to ask hard questions. I was taught that there was no question that was off limits. I was taught to question things. Um, I was not taught to just blindly trust authority. I was actually taught to question it. And uh, these different principles that were instilled in me at a young age uh, by my parents were game changers. And so growing up, I was fascinated by with people like John Locke and Thomas Paine and would read often about this concept of a public square and, and what it means to be a republic and what it means to galvanize your community toward a certain set of values that would lead to the flourishing of the entire community. The importance of individual liberties in the context of a community. I mean, these, these principles were so integral for me growing up. And then I had a schooling experience where they got tested in a lot of ways. Went to a larger public school um, for the majority of my high school experience and actually had a teacher, I remember, who would organize debates in our class. And I was one of the only conservatives and I have kept my views pretty consistent. You know, I've, I've um, continued to refine them. But really, since I was about 12, I've basically believed what I do today. Um, and so I, I was able to argue for those beliefs. And I had a teacher that was willing to let that happen. And you know what's so neat? And I, I miss this about education because I think it's such a rarity today. Still to this day, I have no idea that teacher's personal political beliefs. I have no idea. Wow. I don't, I don't know how he voted. Yeah. I actually don't know how he thought about any of these arguments. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. He taught us how to think, yeah. taught us how to search facts, and then pit us against each other. And I got to defend my beliefs, but they were tested often. Now, um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed an adult life where I've been able to really run and run fast um, after purpose. I, I don't like to sit down or sit still that much. Uh, so I've, I've always been fairly active. I got married at a young age, got married at 21, and that's been phenomenal to grow with my bride. Uh, we just had our first child recently. And before this, you know, professionally, I was, I was building marketing websites, had a political podcast of my own that did fairly well, and uh, was just hungering and trying to learn and soak in as much as I could and ask as many questions as I could. And then when this season came around, it was very clear. It was like there was a distinct call that it's time to step up and and to make this thing a reality. And by the grace of God, and with the help of some incredible teammates and friends, uh, we're where we're at today. That's amazing. And I think it's it's a, a testament. I love that you started out there. It's a testimony to your parents and their desire to teach you truth, to to in the pursuit of truth. Because I remember, and I've said this many times at the show, uh, in the 80s, I remember Oprah Winfrey telling the whole group of people that she had finally found her truth. And she was trying to explain what it meant to see her truth 
And I remember just thinking as a young, uh, as a young person, how do you find your truth? I was told that there was only one truth, that it was either true or it wasn't. And our job is to pursue truth. But what's going on in the culture right now is we have subjective truth. And, uh, and we've got hill, objective truth is a hill to die on. Education is a hill to die on. Uh, the Constitution is a hill to die on. There are hills to die on. And in the country, for many, many years now, we've been dying on the wrong hills. And so we've got, a, we've got a country to save, as my friend Larry Elder would say. You know, we've got to get back to what made this nation the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And you guys are well on your way to helping with that. I've got one more question for you because I keep uh, sort of writing things down. I loved that you were talking about incentivizing uh, patriotism and, and encouraging people not to get overwhelmed. When someone goes to Public Square for the first time, and, you know, it's a new platform. So anytime we get used to trying to get used to new platforms, it's like trying to get used to new social media platforms. It's kind of difficult. Would you have any like uh, sort of best practices or just tips when people first get on there? There's a lot to see. So I kind of found a uh, a section that I was interested in, a category, I guess you would call it, that I was interested in and just started scrolling through. I got to tell you too, Michael, you need to work out here because... I'm out here just 15 minutes from Portland, Oregon, which is basically a dead zone for uh, for political conservatives out here. But there weren't any businesses. I was like, I'm going to go to the local. I'm shopping local. I actually know a bunch of people and I shop local here all the time, you know, conservatives. But I really want to see them on your app. So that's my second question. First question is, uh, how do you tell people to sort of wade into the water of the public square app to get started so they don't feel overwhelmed? And how can we get more businesses in Vancouver, Washington on your app? I love it. I like the second question. I'll answer that first. Uh, both are great, but I love it when it comes close to home there. Uh, so the way we grow is through ambassadors. So we have about 250, nearly 300 ambassadors that uh, apply to be an ambassador with us. And then what we end up doing is we give them a custom link that they can share with businesses in their local community. And when those businesses sign up through that link, uh, the ambassador actually gets a financial stipend, a little commission. And so it's, it's very cool. This is how we continue to grow as fast as we have been able to. You know, this summer, we were only at uh, 1,500, 2,000 businesses. Uh, and now today, we're obviously 20x that. Uh, and that's largely been because of ambassadors that are heading door to door. They're inviting businesses. They say, hey, my uncle owns this bakery. And actually, I, I think that this bank would like to join. And they just start spreading the word. That's what leads to growth. Um, and if you live in a blue area, do not be disheartened. Uh, your area can turn into a, a monstrosity, a beautiful monstrosity, a plethora of businesses where it's just filled with a sea of little red pins. Uh, Chicago is a great example. Chicago is our second largest market in the entire United States. And so if it can happen Get in out. Chicago, it can happen in even Portland, Oregon and Vancouver, Washington. So that's, that's the way I would encourage people uh, apply for our ambassador program. You'll see that option within the app as well. Uh, and that's a great way. If you want to get rewarded for sharing this with business owners, we'd love to reward you for doing so. In fact, I'll brag on one of our ambassadors. I won't say their name to respect their privacy, but this ambassador uh, made $22,000 in a month from referring businesses. Woo! Oh yeah, it was crazy. And so this can be a really cool financial incentive for you if you want to join also. So that's my encouragement. This takes an army. We, there are 30 million small businesses in the United States, 20 million of them so lean conservative. Help us. So as soon as this is over, you're going to give me an ambassador link and I'm going to stick it in the show notes. That's what's happening. That's exactly right. Absolutely. I'll put it in the show notes. You asked the first question. um, uh, Remind me of it. Uh, Incentivizing 
the importance of incentives and shopping your values. That's what you're essentially asking, correct? Yeah. So we're talking about the importance of incentivizing and how when people get onto your platform, what's what's your best practices for them? Yeah. Great question. So there is a lot. You you correctly pointed that out. And our goal as we move on is continue to hear uh, feedback from users and businesses both, and then apply that to continue simplifying the experience. We've been building the plane in flight with a group of consumers. We didn't have the luxury of building in the shadows for years like many tech companies. We knew that this was needed now. And we launched in the COVID season actually in California so that we could supply a way for businesses and consumers to know who wouldn't infringe upon vaccine and medical rights. And so, uh, you know, we, we decided let's build the plane in flight. Let's ask for feedback often and let's continue to simplify the experience so we can meet the needs of the consumers in the most succinct and efficient way as possible. And so as you join, uh, there, there's a, sort of a great way to think about the experience. The shop online option, start jumping into the categories, use the search bar, and just dive in with the understanding that every single one of the businesses that you see in the shop online tab, which is your first experience, they will serve you no matter where you are in the country. And so that's not based upon your local region. If you hit shop local tab, those businesses are all ones that are near you. And so that's a great way to differentiate right off the bat. Uh, the, the biggest thing that I would do too is that we have a chat bot when you're first signing up that can help you with any questions. We have a support team that is all in the United States in our office in San Diego, California, and they're answering questions around the clock. So if you ever need anything, if you have questions, if you have preferred features, if you have ideas of how the platform continues to grow, please email us at support at publicsq.com or head to that chat bot and ask a simple question there, and you're going to have a real human on the other end that shares your values that cannot wait to answer your question. So I think those a are two great human. ways to start. A real human that shares your values that a can't wait human. to answer your questions. It's not like when you call when you call AT&T and you have to go through the myriad, you know, you run the gauntlet and you push the buttons, and by the time a real person gets you, they can't even speak English and you're in tears. It's not like that? No. That's exciting. No, not like that at all. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, Michael Seifert, it has just been an absolute honor to have you here at the show. I got to say, you're an inspiration to me. I know that there are lots and lots of people that listen to this show. They're going to be hopping over uh, and setting up their own accounts today. And so I'm just thrilled to be able to just give you guys a chance to share your vision. I hope it goes extraordinarily well for you. Keep us posted uh, as to how it's going. And I hope that this time next year, you've gone from 40,000 to 140,000. And I have a feeling you're headed that way. Amen. Heidi, thank you so much for the invite. I really appreciate this. And I hope that all of your listeners will join us on the journey. I'd be honored if they did so. And uh, we're excited to be on this uh, grand adventure to save our country with you. Excellent. I love it. I love it. Like-minded patriots. Michael Seifert, it's just been a joy to have you. Thank you. If you guys want more information on Public Square, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com. Scroll down to the show notes as usual, and I will link back to it in the show notes today. I hope you guys will take advantage of this opportunity to buy American and support companies that actually support the values that have made this nation great, including the pro-life stance. So thank you guys for joining, and I will see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.